Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas, building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure. Supreme Court must understand cell phones aren't optional by Andrew D. Selbst and Julia Ticona. You may not realize it, but the cell phone in your pocket creates a time-stamped map of everywhere you go where you shop, where you receive medical care, and how often you frequent a church, school, or gun range. That's because cell phones automatically connect to the nearest cell phone tower and by doing so constantly determine and record the user's location. Today, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in Carpenter v. United States, a major Fourth Amendment case. The questions whether the police can access your phone's location data without a warrant. The government argues that it should always be entitled to that information, no questions asked, because the 95% of American adults who own cell phones choose to give up that information voluntarily. Because cell phones transmit that data automatically, however, cell phone users have no choice in revealing their location. Therefore, the only action that could be called voluntary is owning or using a cell phone. The problem is that cell phones are no longer meaningfully voluntary in modern society. They've become central to society's basic functions, such as employment, public safety, and government services. The cell phone is a revolutionary technology, but its real value comes not from its technical capabilities, but from its near-universal adoption. Whether you have a job or are looking for one, there's a good chance you need a cell phone. If you work in an office, you're familiar with the demands of work email. But low-wage workers are often even more dependent on phones. Many hourly jobs use on-call scheduling, a practice that requires employees to call into their workplace several hours before a shift starts to find out if they're needed. Up to 90% of retail workers are subject to last-minute scheduling changes, which functionally require that workers have a phone within reach at all times. 
Many workers at large-scale retailers like Starbucks, McDonald's, and Old Navy use apps to trade and schedule shifts. What's more, cell phones are crucial for finding employment. More than half of job seekers between the ages of 18 and 29, and 40% of 30 to 49-year-olds, have looked for work using their smartphones. The leading job recruiting websites report that most of their traffic comes from mobile devices. 60% of Indeed.com's 200 million unique visitors per month are using their phones to check out listings on the site. Cell phones are also an important public safety tool. Federal and local governments use mobile alerts to push information out about threats to public safety, missing children, and dangerous weather. After Hurricane Harvey damaged emergency call centers and the 911 system was overloaded with requests, Houston residents turned to social media sites like Facebook and Twitter for help, primarily via cell phone. Social media use was so common at the time that the U.S. Coast Guard tweeted to remind people that they should still report emergency assistance needs through 911. And when Hurricanes Irma and Maria destroyed Puerto Rico's wireless networks, the hunt for cell phone service caused traffic jams on the sides of highways and packed parking lots outside of hotels. In fact, even outside of natural disasters, 80% of 911 emergency calls are made by cell phones. Government at all levels increasingly relies on cell phones to provide important services. The federal government made big investments to create mobile apps and mobile-optimized websites for its food stamp program, for managing social security benefits, and for accessing U.S. citizenship and immigration services. Citing the 12% of Americans who rely exclusively on their mobile phones for access to the internet. The bipartisan Connected Government Act, which would require federal agencies' public-facing websites to be mobile-friendly, is currently making its way through the House and Senate. Major cities such as New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Los Angeles have mobile apps where residents can submit 311 service requests for city maintenance issues like potholes and graffiti. The mobile app NYC Votes lets New Yorkers register to vote and monitor their registration status. Cell phones are especially crucial for some of the most vulnerable in society. Younger, lower-income, and non-white Americans are particularly likely to own smartphones but not have broadband in their homes. Smartphones are a cheaper on-ramp to essential services than a laptop and home broadband services. A recent study found that for smartphone users in low-income households, 63% report mostly using their cell phone to go online, versus only 21% of high-income users. Despite meager resources, homeless people often make cell phones a priority because they are necessary to access critical services and maintain social ties. Along with 15 other scholars, we at Data and Society, an independent nonprofit research institute focused on the social and cultural issues arising from data-centric technologies, filed a friend of the court brief in Carpenter, explaining the necessity of cell phones to the public. 
When they hear oral argument this morning, the Supreme Court justices will have already learned that cell phones have become basic social infrastructure necessary for jobs, for safety, and for crucial social services. The justices will surely understand that without any alternatives for accessing online services, vulnerable and over-policed populations will be unable to make meaningful choices to protect their privacy amplifying the disadvantages they already face. The justices will have to confront the fact that, absent a ruling that requires police departments to obtain warrants to retrieve cell phone location data, cell phones will render our lives involuntarily transparent. At its core, the Carpenter case is about whether Americans' rights to privacy should turn on whether they voluntarily choose to have a cell phone. We hope the court realizes that it's really no choice at all. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure right now. We walk inside and it's raining. Our home is ruined. We couldn't live there. Our first concern was the kids. This was going to be hard on them. Chubb got us a place to stay in the same school district. Otherwise, it could have been a nightmare. Chubb turned a disaster into an adventure for our kids. And no one missed a day of school? Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.